episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hello there, it's Toby here. Hey bro, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, good man. You know what, Toby? This is like, um, I think this is the fourth or fifth time we've spoken in the last decade. So, the last time was before you came down? Before the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Before the Moonglow tour. Yeah, a lot happened since the last time. (laughs) The last time we spoke about big touring plans. Mm. And they, well, we did the tour (laughs) before the world began to fall apart. Yeah, Uh, it's it's quite weird what happened to the world since we spoke last time, but um, we can't change it. We can just try to make it a little better and we both do so, I guess. So that's, that's, that's all you can do. It's a, it's a weird world right now, I have to say. It's, it is, it is totally weird, but do you know what isn't weird? Before I'm just gonna go out there and say congrats on the Moon Glow Gold album going gold. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. Excuse me. Yeah, I think I think uh, because I think the tin can that's uh, connecting us by string through Australia is uh, something's playing up here. So bear with me. We are on the other okay. the world here, my friend. I think we're. We're cutting out a little bit, but that's all right. We'll work with it. <laughs> Bear with me. Oh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're going to make it work. We will. Maybe it's fine. <laughs> so you were, you were speaking. Is the connection good? Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear me now? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, quite, quite loud and clear. Excellent. There's Thanks. a hum in the back, but that's my coffee maker. It's going to stop in three seconds. Oh, now. Perfect. Now it stopped. I just had to get another coffee. Yeah, man. You keep going. What time's it there now? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's 11, 1143, uh, AM. So it's still, still coffee time. Well, I drink coffee all day, so I have to, it's always coffee time for me. But anyway, you were, uh, congratulating me on the gold album. And I was about to say, thank you very much. Well deserved, isn't it? <laughs> it is well deserved. It is absolutely well because de- I love the I love the shit out of that album. It's amazing. I, I I really love that album as well, and that's why it hurts me so much to say that the new album is the best album I've ever done. But I have to say that I have to say that I'm a salesman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You are you, you mate. I got to say that the new Avantasia album, uh, a paranormal evening with the Moonflower Society. Uh, is just uh, yeah, that's what I was segueing to. That album is incredible. Like I absolutely adore this album as much. Are they connected? Like in story, uh, they, theme? they are. In a way, they are connected. In a way, they are not. You don't necessarily have to know the first one to know, or the the previous one to know the new one, or to understand the new one. Because I think all the songs work individually. It's not like telling an ongoing story. It's more loosely. Um, the concept works more loosely. It's like eleven tracks from the Cabinet of Wonders, from the World of the Moonflower Society, 
11 tracks from down the rabbit hole. Um, so uh, they deal with the same kinds of topics and they have the same loose approach. But in a way, they both speak the same language and deal with the same topics. Yeah. I love that whole world that you've built, not only musically, but visually with this one as well. And it, it, it's just... It's just incredible, man. Like I, 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 I don't know. I'm a bit biased. I love everything you do, but did you find <laughs> you. going into? <laughs> I'm one of them. One of them super fans. Uh, you know, did you find that with everything that was going on in the world, did it change the the way that you approached writing? No, I mean it. It 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 didn't. It certainly I didn't allow what was going on in the world. Um, to enter my my little world. I mean, Club Toby is completely working independently from the world outside regarding the topics. You know, I don't want viruses in my music and I don't want conspiracy theories in my music. I don't want politics in my music. I keep all that shit out of my music. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm I'm an escapist. I want to play my music to not care about what's going on in the world outside. So it would be really stupid to have that those topics enter my music. But now here's the uh, the little uh, but um, I I think the fact that the whole world shut down and that I was locked in, mm. I think that fact had an impact on how I was how I was working because all of a sudden I was presented with a situation. The world was asleep or in other words, fucked. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was forced to, or forced to, or allowed to forget about schedules, about strategies, about time. And just all I was left, all that was left for me was writing and playing my music. And that, was liberating in a way um it was i was i was working on my music without the clock ticking and and i reconnected because i didn't have anything else to do i couldn't plan a tour or do promotion or hurry up for a release date because i knew it would be scrapped anyway so i was i was reconnecting to the joy of to the pure joy mm. of being a musician and, and working on things from start, from scratch to finish, um, you know, doing demos myself with all little details and aspects and until I would listen to the complete song in a different layout, of course, without proper guitars and without proper drums. But still, the song was there even before my co-producer, Sasha Pei, my partner in crime, who's very essential to the sound picture of Avantasia. Mm. But even before he had heard it for the first time. So it became a very personal album. That was just because, I think, I, because the lack of opportunity to do anything else. So I tried to make the best out of it and said, okay, well, now that I'm locked in, why not use my time and and you know, come up with a with a classic that would change our view, mankind's view on music. <laughs> how how far back uh, did you did you actually finish it? When was the last sort of you know little little stroke on the canvas? 
Um, that's a good question. I think there must have been sometime early this year. I would say maybe in March or February. Some, okay. so I think that was when the last, the finishing touch touches were mastering wise. I think the last recording was probably done. Yeah, early this year also maybe maybe in January we did the we put the last things together recording wise. Around that time, don't, um, yeah, maybe a month earlier, a month later, I don't know exactly, but around that time. And of course, uh, once again, you've got an amazing cast of guests like, you know, Lord Hanson, uh, you know, Michael Kisk, you know, uh, Jeff Tate, just to name a few. Like, you, you always got really, a really good cast of characters for these Avantasia albums. Uh, you know, do you usually have them in mind when you, you start writing the albums? Do you go, okay, this is this is what I'm setting out to do? Or does the, the song sort of tell you, hey, mate, you need, you should get this person? It it depends on the on the day of the week. It, there's there's <laughs> not really a rule without an exception. Uh I I usually I do a lot of what I do is pretty much based on accidents uh people think oh there's this great he's 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 having all those strategies in his mind and all those visions and plans no what usually what i do happens just like okay today i'm going to do this and tomorrow i'm going to do that um nothing is really planned everything happens very spontaneously and it's based on intuition and some of the songs i write really with somebody specifically in mind Mm. Uh, for instance, Jeff Tate, you mentioned him, and Michael Kiska and Bob Catley, those singers that I've worked with for so long um, and that have inspired me for so long. Uh, and that have Jeff Tate and Michael Kiska and me, we have pretty similar voices. So they obviously have um, oh, a similar singing style also. They obviously have inspired me a lot as a vocalist when I was a kid. And that's why they are in my DNA and why I'm, I'm such a huge fan and so heavily influenced by them. So whenever um, I write a song with Michael Kiske in mind or Jeff Tate in mind, and I come up with a melody, what I imagine is pretty much the same that I get when I finally have the recording of their voices. Mm. So I can hear them while I'm doing it, even before they know that they are going to be part of it, <laughs> which may sound weird, but I hope oh, no, you get no. what I mean. It's, it's, I can envision that. And, and that makes it so easy for me. Writing a song for Jeff or Michi is, I write it. And why, while I'm writing it, it's like they're sitting next to me and singing along. And what I finally get out of the speaker is, is pretty much the same or very similar to what I had in mind, what I heard through my inner ears, if, if that makes sense. In other cases, um, there's also the, the song for Flora, the first one, Misplaced Among the Angels. Oh, love I it. send it to her. Yeah, I sent it to her, but that was not written with her in mind. It was written and I thought, oh, Flora would be a great singer for that. I send it to her and she said, um, yeah, well, maybe that's not exactly my range. Don't you have anything else? And I was just, oh, man, she's going to bail out on this. Not good, not good. No, Floor, uh, give, me, give me a few days. I'm going to write something for you. And I wrote uh, Kill the Pain Away with her in mind. And that was tailor-made for Floor's voice for a duet between Floor and me. Mm. And she listened to it and she said, oh, great. That's 80s pop 
the way I love it. I put my 80s spandex on and sing it. And, and, uh, and after she had sung it, she got back to me and sent me the recording she had made in her own studio. And she also sent me the recording of Misplaced Among the Angels because she said, oh, I, I got through it a couple of times and I really liked it and it works. Oh. I, to my surprise, I found out it works as well. So she got back to me with those two songs. You have those two songs where floor sounds astonishing, amazing on both of them. One was absolutely made for her with her in mind and one was a song that had been existing when i got the idea oh maybe Flo should be the singer for this so what i want to say is it's not the same way of working the same process every time there's always exceptions and and uh i try not to play by the rules i just do what comes to my mind some singers i know before they will sing on on the song and some singers, I get the idea afterwards. You know, that was going to be my next question, mentioning that song, because I've always found your music is incredibly moving, like very emotionally moving and, and uplifting. It, it's in that song, Misplaced Among the Angels, is, is just that song really got me. Are you aware of, you know, when you're working on this stuff, like how overwhelming the emotions can be when when writing that stuff uh some some sometimes uh, now that sounds that's a question if i answer it honestly i may come across cocky because i could just say yes i know <laughs> you know that, that comes across that that, that doesn't ah, go for a it. good picture you know <laughs> but but honestly speaking yeah sometimes it's overwhelming to myself as well and I, I, had, I had situations where I had tears in my eyes. Um, it, it sometimes happens. And I think that's, it's not, I, don't, I don't say that my music does that more than anybody else's music. Oh. Uh, I don't want to say I'm better than anybody else. It, it's not, none of that. It's just, I have such a, a, such, a, such a strong bond, such a tight bond to what I'm doing and I just want to create music that moves me. I want to, those, and sometimes you come up with a melody and when it's well exercised or well realized by the vocalists. And also I think I did a great job on Misplaced Among the Angels as well. Absolutely. Uh, on, 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 the, on the chorus. I was listening to that and I thought like, yeah, it was not just Misplaced Among the Angels. And there was a, there was a situation when I was listening to the lyrics of Arabesque because they are so, even though it's a funny, not, not a funny, but a fairy tale-ish language, and it's placed in my fantastic world. What lies underneath that song is, is very, very personal. And it's got something to do with being overworked for many years myself, because I tried to make it right for everybody, live up to expectations. Yeah. And I listened to the song a couple of months after it was finished. And I got tears in my eyes when I listened to it because I thought like, wow, the guy that who's written this must have really suffered a lot. And I remembered some of the stuff that I had to go through and it was moving to me in combination with the music that it sometimes can be overwhelming. And um, yeah, I had it on Misplaced Among the Angels is a very emotional track. Um, yeah, sometimes I already also had it on when I was when I was listening to Lucifer. 
Uh, that was Jorn's performance back then on Ghost Lights. Yeah. And I sent Jorn a mail and I, I sent him a mail and said, Jorn, you know, we've, we've known each other for so long. I just love you so much. And I just had tears in my eyes listening to Lucifer's recording because you are out of this world and thank you for rocking my world. And it, it happens. I'm emotional and passionate about what I'm doing. And I mean it. I mean what I'm doing. And, and that's, you know, I think, yeah. To answer your question after 25 minutes of bubbling. Oh, no, no. Uh, and, and, and mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yes. I sometimes overwhelmed myself. And that was that was uh, the perfect answer, mate, because that's exactly what I was getting at. Was it, you know, you say, no, I don't want to sound cocky, but, you know, that's music isn't just sound that goes into your ears. It's it's from the heart. And you can tell with, with your approach and, and the stuff that you write that it is from the heart. And maybe it's from somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's out there in the world and, and we draw it and through ourselves as vessels and, filter it through and you know it's our own way of dealing with things and i think that's that's how people connect because it's not just the stories but the emotion as well and and i found a very strong connection with with that song in particular on this one so mate well done it's really funny that you're saying that with the, the the vessel concept and about how we drag ideas from somewhere and they just they just as if we were only messengers. I mean, it's, it's, I, I just had a conversation to Uli John Rowe, a, a friend of mine. Um, I just had a, con- a conversation to, uh, to him, uh, a guitar player, uh, about exactly that. We were speaking about creativity, about how things get together. And yeah, maybe, maybe we are just vessels. And I also have a theory. I also have a theory that, um, of course, we are vessels in a certainly in a less spiritual way. We're also vessels because we get ideas from everywhere. And I think we're constantly creative. I think the creative process starts when, when walking around with an open spirit and open mind and open ears and open eyes. And you absorb a lot of stuff from around you. And even though you may not come up with something yourself in that phase or mm. around that time, it's creative time because under the surface, it's bubbling. You're getting connect, you're, you're connected to, to, to the world. Absolutely. Not only this world, maybe other worlds as well. You connect it and it flows through you and at some, it streams into you. And at some point, like a volcano, you erupt and it hits the surface. And that's when you think, oh, now I'm creative. Now I'm letting it out. Now I'm sitting at the piano, um, letting out my music. And now I'm having an idea, but I think the creative process constantly happens. And um, yeah, and it's, it's just, I think, yeah, I don't know what I wanted to say. I don't know. I just, I just started to talk. I'm sorry. I didn't even wait for the question. No, 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 you, 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 no, you, you totally onto it. I absolutely, you know, I I think about this a lot. (laughs) I listen to a lot of podcasts, but you know, I, I, now, I'm personally, I'm I'm a very strong believer in, I guess, what people would call the paranormal. <laughs> it's in the title of the album. You yeah, know. well, you know, I'm I'm absolutely. I don't know if I'm a believer of the paranormal, but I'm certainly not a believer of the normal. Yes, and and, <laughs> and that's that's what the what the what the what the term expresses even more than the what is normal, what is paranormal. Paranormal, we call stuff that um, that is 
well, it's abnormal in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that um, I think anything that is based on a rule that we cannot see through and that we cannot understand whose roots our mind is maybe not able to comprehend or, or grasp any, any of those things we call impossible or paranormal or that's chaos or coincidence or random. No, it's none of that. Just because, I mean, if you take, if you take, uh, if you roll a dice, um, people will say it's complete coincidence that it's going to show one eye or three eyes. But it's not coincidence. It's all based on physics. The way you rolled the dice, the way it hit the table, the way it spun, all of that has an impact on the number it's going to show in the end. It's just we cannot control it. And most of us cannot understand those physical uh, rules so that we call it coincidence. And I believe it's like in small things, the same thing as in bigger things. I think there's a lot of things that we just don't understand, but there, it is not based on chaos and coincidence and random. I think there's always some kind of rule behind things. Mm -hmm. It's just our human mind is not, is not made to understand it. You know, a lot of people don't even understand algebra and, and, and writing correctly and spelling. And a lot of people don't under, I don't fucking understand anything about the relativity theory and uh, nuclear science, but I would not argue that it exists yes. <laughs> and that those things That's exist it. and work actually. Uh, so I think it's very arrogant to say, no, I can't explain that. It can't exist. That's actually caveman approach. Yes, yes, that's it. You you nailed it. That's exactly that's my whole outlook on life, my friend. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's so much shit. I've look, man, in my 41, well, almost 41 years on this planet, or hologram or whatever it is, this thing is, mate. I've seen too much shit to think otherwise. And I'm sure you probably have as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I always it goes on, it goes on to spirituality. And believe in religion and, and 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 believe in God or you know, some people say it's ridiculous to believe in God. Who am I to judge? It's ridiculous to believe in something that some people think they have evidence for. And mm. I mean, if people have a ridiculous view on God and say, Oh, that's childish to believe somebody sitting on a cloud uh, de determining uh, who's gonna have an accident at which time, yeah. Well, Exactly. That picture may be ridiculous, but then it's your picture of it. It's your picture of spirituality that may be childish, but it doesn't mean that the, the, the roots underneath, the core of it is childish. It's just your view on things. That's right. That word God, is a, it's a placeholder. And if you think it's ridiculous, then maybe what you put in place for this placeholder is ridiculous in your eyes, but that doesn't make the whole concept. What anybody else may have, uh, 
ridiculous. Well, it's it's it's, it's oh, we could speak about this forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much, mate. I really hope that one day we can actually sit down over a beer and just go to town on this because, oh, mate, you've just you've summed up pretty much everything I believe in. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's my my view. <coughs> but I won't I won't make fun about anybody who has a certain belief of something. Um, you know, I, I would consider myself to be spiritual. I would consider myself to be to have Christian values and to believe in God. But I can't really phrase what exactly I believe, because I believe my mind, my ratio, yes, um, is not is not built to. Um, to, to reasonably understand and grasp the whole thing. I think there's different antennas yes. that may grasp the scope of it, but I certainly cannot explain it. And I don't want to explain it because I'm not a missionary. I'm a rock and roll musician. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, mate, which I think is super important. That's, you know, yeah, the muse, the... The leader of a, you know, it's 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 a wonderful thing that you do, mate. And you know what? I was really bummed that I couldn't make it to your last. We spoke about the tour, and I almost got onto a plane <laughs> went to see you, and I, I I couldn't do it. I think it was on my anniversary. But uh, is it something? Okay, I thought you were afraid of flying. <laughs> no, no, no. If I flap my arms, I was almost about about to get on a plane, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Do it. <laughs> that sounded like you. I couldn't do it. I was getting claustrophobic and I had a hard time to breathe. Then I couldn't get on a plane. No, but okay, you were getting married. Okay. Yeah, no, I was married. It was like oh, I couldn't do that. But one day I hope to do. It. Hopefully, you get to play. Is it plans? Is there things in the works for you to come back down here? Um, there is talk about it at this stage. I cannot, I cannot call it a plan. Mm. I can call it an idea and vague talk about it. So, but I wouldn't, I think there's a realistic, there's a fair chance of it to happen. Uh, so let's see. Everything is a bit challenging these days, yeah. uh, with the econo economics and, and, uh, the world situation and certain people going crazy in the world, turning everything upside down. Uh, this little shit virus uh, still uh, having us in stranglehold to a certain extent, at least, or at least the uh, the tail of it is still very, very um, um, well. You can still feel it, yes. and uh, so everything is challenging, but. I think there is a fair chance it's it's going to happen. So let's see. Let's cross fingers. I want to go to Australia. I would like seven out of the 10 deadliest animals in the world living there. That fact, it's, uh, that was actually, you know, I don't like, I don't like animals that want to kill you, which is very, I think, naturally and reasonable. Um, it, it, yeah. And when I, when I was in Australia for the first time, I just, it was one of those times you didn't have internet on your room back then. That was in 2002, May 2002. And back then you didn't have a computer with internet connection on each individual room oh, of the man. hotel. Um, <laughs> you, had a, you, had a, you had a business station next to the lobby and you had, to, you had to put coins inside and then you could serve for 15 minutes and it took like forever to, uh, to show a page. Um, Remember that. And I, I was 
I was checking deadly animals uh, in, in Australia. And I didn't know back then. The internet was very slow back then. And maybe most of those animals had not been invented or discovered by them. But anyway. <laughs> they invent, they, no, they, they, they've been around since the dawn of time, mate. Um, where I live, funny enough, we've got, we got shit tons of them. Mate, that uh, Eastern Brown, lots of them around where I live, mate. It's uh Eastern Brown, uh, yeah, but but it's not just the snakes. You got spiders. You got even you got even animals that look like a crossing of a duck and a pig with a fucking venomous <laughs> hook behind one of their legs. Who comes up? I mean, there has to be a god. Yeah, and yeah. there has to be a god with a strange sense of humor to create <laughs> such an animal. Just this animal is proof enough of an existence of a god with a sense of humor, black humor. Yeah, monkey python fan. Yeah, it's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless the, the thing is, the the thing is, what I wanted to say is, I wanted, I was, I was in the hotel, and I was, it was one of those, it was one of the early tours, and the hotels were budget hotels. Anyway, hmm. I saw what kinds of animals you have, and I was just trying to look every corner of my room to see if there wasn't a red tail or a white tail or red back or Sydney funnel web spider or any of those animals. I didn't expect a platypus to be there, but um, uh, you don't know. anyway, I was looking all at all these, every corner and I looked under my bed and what I found there, that was in Melbourne. And I found uh, a dildo, a vibrator. <laughs> the most dangerous and that was, animal. And I thought like, what the fuck? This is so disgusting. Didn't they look under the bed? I didn't even know if it was used or not, but oh. it looked, it was lying there. And I was just like, no, holy shit. I would have preferred a white tail and a red tail and a Sydney funnel web, not a used vibrator under my bed. But that was the time in our career. That was early Ed Guy, the first Ed Guy World Tour. We had budget hotels and, um, mm -hmm. well, uh, strange things under our bed. In Australia. <laughs> Australia is a strange place, mate. I tell you, but uh, hey, place. <laughs> is there is it more Ed Guy on the way as well? What's what's happening there? I wouldn't say on the way, but um, I don't I don't see a reason why it shouldn't happen again. You know, I don't know if we're going to do an album, mm. um, but at some point, I really hope we can go out and play those beautiful songs together. At some point, right now, it's pretty hard to predict. Uh, every time I say we ran out of steam, people go, "Oh yeah, again." We ran out of steam. But the truth is, it was like that. Yeah. We had run out of steam. It was it was really difficult, even though we like each other. Five people, five different views on everything. And it was very, very exhausting to make it work and to find uh, common solutions and, and conclusions. And it happens. And I think it's normal in bands. I mean, hey, the Beatles lasted for eight years. We have an hiatus after 25 years. I think that's an accomplishment. Yeah, so, so, uh, it's uh, yeah. I believe there's going to be something at some point, but right now nobody's thinking about it. There you go. But in the meantime, though, mate, this new Avantasia album, uh, man, is just incredible. Uh, Paranormal Evening with the Moonflower Society is out now everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you haven't got it, I don't know what rock you've been living under because it's phenomenal. And we will have all the links in the show notes. Toby, as always, my man, it is so good to talk to you. You're one of my favorite guests to have on the show, and I hope we get to do this again. 
absolutely, we will do this again. And thank you. It was a great conversation. The pleasure was all mine. And uh, beware of all these animals. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the, the dildo. Uh, is the Be, beware of all the venomous animals and dildos. Yeah, the venomous dildos. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a great band name, actually. <laughs> That's a sick punk band. Let's make a punk band when you come down. We'll call it Venomous. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on stage, the Venomous Dildos. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Great, great. <laughs> Take care, dude. I'll see you soon. <laughs> see you soon. Have a lovely evening. You too, man. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>